When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime. Which means it's crunch time on SEN. Yes, good afternoon, everyone. Crunch time, thanks to a delicious, crunchy new fried chicken by Red Rooster, available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 10.53 a.m. SEN Track Brisbane, 16.20 a.m. SEN the Gold Coast, 11.70 SEN Sydney, as well as our listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. You can download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Uh, we are in for a big, big show. And I'm pleased to say last night it was the Book of Feuds. Well, let me tell you this. Today is the actual Book of Feuds because Father's Day is just knocking on the door. You can hear this. So which bo- book do you buy? Do you buy Brennan Cow's book? Plum. Do you buy Spud Carroll's book? Spud. That is the big question. Father's Day, if you've got one book to buy, is it Cal? Is it Spud? Let us know. 0457 736 736. But the first battle, I have to say, has been won. Spud Carroll, the Southern Chair, oh. goes to you. G'day, Spud. <laughs> actually, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm actually standing up. I should be sitting down, but yeah. I'm, I'm just going to wait till he sits down <laughs> over there. Or Brendo. It's but a standoff. No, I mean, it's, oh, a bit of a standoff. But um, I, I, the introduction music, I just gets hairs on the back of my neck because yeah. that's state of origin music. Yeah. That's me taking a hit up. Yep. Got to get the 20 metre line. Going to get bashed by four Queenslanders, yeah, 100 yeah. kilo. But guess what? I'll get the 20 metre line. That's exactly so right. I can't wait to. Uh, that's our first hit up of the day. But I'm, can't, I love working with Brendo. It's um, I like working with class. Yeah, and uh, we've got a big, big uh, day for you, Spud. We're here till about quarter past six. We'll be calling the Dragons versus the Cowboys. Brendo, how are you, mate? Pretty good, mate, and absolutely great to be here. Um, I just finished Spud's book in the car. It is a gem. Yeah. Well, it's a prize. I also, when I hear that music, the hairs stand up on my neck as well I you know I get flashbacks of the fo- under 14 Bs <laughs> I've got the ball and I'm just trying to avoid everybody who wants to tackle me oh yeah um but this week mate I um a big thing happened to me this week uh and I, I know that you felt it too and I think Spuds felt it too but I had to get glasses yesterday oh um and I just kind of it kind of hit me quite Big. What, the first time it's you've ever... It's the first time. I'm 45 ah, years old. Yep. The last few weeks, I read a couple of books a week, right? Yep. And I also read scripts and stuff. So I'm reading a lot. And I've just the last three weeks, it, it's not like I'm blind, but it's just like an effort to read. Yes. And and I went in there yesterday to this bloke at, um, called Will at Eyeballs. And he's <laughs> like... Called. Yeah, Eyeballs. <laughs> With a Z? And it's like a sunglasses <laughs> share. Yeah, Eyeballs. No, no, no Z. No, no Z. Z. Okay. Just a straight out right S. On. It's not that hip. You yeah, know? yeah. They let me in. And um, and he and he put all the different things on, mm. and you put your eyes in that machine, and the bit bip and the focus, yeah. 
And um, and then he said, you know, read the. He said your distance vision vision is perfect. Yeah. And he goes, and it always will be. You've got amazing distance. So I could probably shoot deers yep. or whatever for the rest of my life, yep. which you know <laughs> you and I often do on a weekend. Yes. But um, he said your your short vision, the lens is starting to wear on your eyeball, and so your short vision's a bit stuffed. And he whacked the lens in. I went, oh my god, I can read. That's well. right. And he said, I don't know how you've been reading for the past mm. like six months. Yeah. And then I went back to trying to read the book. I went, I can't read it. No. So no. I've been, I don't know what I've been doing. So have you actually got glasses yet? I've got the glasses. Here they are. Oh. And I put them on. Did you go for the multifocal? Do they, do they I've offer got that? bifocals coming. Bifocals. Yeah. That yeah. No, so no, you, multifocal is when through the top. Multi. Yeah, try, try mine. So you look through the top and it's absolutely normal, yeah. right? But then when you look down the bottom yeah. part. That's it. it. So is you that, that not a bifocal? A multifocal, they call it. Do you it. identify as multifocal or I, bifocal? Boys, no, boys, I, boys, 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 I've been wearing glasses yeah. a long time before you blokes have yes. been wearing glasses. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I was the first guinea pig, nice. and I'll call yeah. guinea pig yeah. to get the uh, laser. So oh, I have, oh I, I did that's good, isn't it? I had the worst eyesight. I was minus four and as in negative yeah. with regards. I used to wear contacts and squinting all the time, but it's crazy. They used to um they used to call me the moth at training because I, I, in at training I could I was fine under the high ball but you know but I was squint I could get it but the best thing I did uh, regards I, I I miss wearing glasses they look fantastic on you and so yeah. you do not not wear no, glasses no twenty twenty vision I love when you go and get your license and they and, and sometimes they don't ask to go and do the checkup yeah. I said, mate can you flip the, the board yeah <laughs> he goes oh so I want to see give me and, the bottom and line they're still perfect yeah. um there was it's I I do miss them and and I think the first probably. Month, two months, because uh, I always used to make them make them drop down here a little bit. And I, I remember after not wearing for two two months, I every day I'd be like doing this, and people say, "Mate, what are you doing?" I'd be going like through my hair, <laughs> <laughs> pushing it back. But I look at my Joshua, my son uh, Woody. He's got exactly the same eyesight. He's got his yeah, eyesight right. is absolutely crap, but he looks great in glasses. So, okay, so, so yeah. why uh, for the uninitiated, probably like Brendan myself, mm. why would Josh not have the uh, laser as well. Um, or, or why shouldn't we have the laser? Okay, well, the reason why, if I wasn't playing rugby league, I probably wouldn't have got it done. Right. But it was offered to me, but it's just very hard if I can you know, explain it out there. When when you're wearing contacts, and I'll go back to um, 1995, we were playing City versus Country, Wollongong Stadium. It, they nearly called the game off. That's how wet it was. Yeah, right. And I lost my right contact. And I wasn't one of these guys who could just stand there and, and open my eye because I've got really slanty eyes. So I, yeah. I've got to look at the mirror. And I can't say to the say, oh, mate, get, let me get the mirror out and yeah. start putting it in. So I just think, I, I knew it was there on the end, in the, just on the uh, cheekbone. You hadn't lost it. So I just flick it. So when I got the defensive time, and I had like 10 minutes to go before half time, I'd, I'd close one eye so I could hit. And yeah, right. The, and they had the ball, they turned the ball back inside. And I've done the same thing, Brendan. I've come out the line and it's gone whack. And I've closed one eye to get it. But that one eye, which was in contact, I hit um, Nick Kosov, who's one of my teammates. Yeah, right. I put his nose across his face. It was a massive hit. Bozo screaming Wrong and standing going, he's hitting our players, yeah. you know? <laughs> but anyway, it got me in the New South Wales side. Yeah, so, right. So um, Nick's mum didn't Moral talk, of the story. Nick's, well, Nick's <laughs> mum didn't talk to me for a good year, but um, yeah, I, I do miss wearing you know, glasses like now. And then as, as I, these little reading glasses, yeah. I like – because they zoom in, you know. Oh, they do, yeah. yeah. Um, and you just feel a bit dignified. Yeah. I, d- I think that's what it was. I just accepted you're a 45-year-old dignified man now. Yeah. The youth is over. Yes. You're now that guy. Yes. You know what I mean? And you and you notice Mercedes-Benz and you read the yeah. world section of the paper and you're like, <laughs> okay, it's over. It's and a- I think I just had a bit of a sad day <laughs> yesterday where I sat there going, all oh, right. 
I mean, you met me as a younger man coming as, into your gym and stuff. It. Like, I just it's just that little generational shift, and I think the glasses yeah, really signified that. I reckon they suit you, Brendan. But thanks, mate. Just brings I've back, got yeah. a novel coming out too, so no, no, it no, really we're, helps. We're, we're, it helps with the look. Don't well, you yeah, it does. No, the novel, but I just think uh, I, I remember when I was yeah wearing different glasses and um, yeah the different brands, career and and all sorts of stuff. I was because I was. I've never had a pair of sunglasses with the prescription, so yes. I always always have to put two on each, and it's a bit of it looks stupid. The only time you can wear sunglasses with with contacts, and they're a pain in the ass to put. Well, in. The old yeah. flip up. So I remember I was watching that, and Merv Hughes back then used to he used to wear glasses, and he was sponsored by Oakley. So I got in contact with Oakley, and they sent me out this uh, amazing framed glasses, but no lenses, and I had lenses put in, and the lenses are called reflective free. So you talk about different things; they they that clear. Looks like you know lenses, so I'd be going out there having a beer, and somebody goes, "Mate, what are you wearing frames for, dickhead?" And oh. poke me in the eyes, and they hit the. That's how clear they were. Wow! wow. So I did that for a year too, thinking I was more used with the. Uh, and I used to go out wearing sunglasses with the clear lens. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Now, boys, uh, with our glasses all on, we can zoom in a lot closer to this now. Time yeah. for the new crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster, the crunch, new spicy wings, feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The rooster's calling. Well, the rooster was calling. Very much so last night via their coach. Have a listen to this, what happened unfolded last night. Plays it, goes right side. Now Hutchison out the back to Walker. Quick hands to Tedesco. They've got the extra number. Manu, Manu, looking on the inside, was going to flick to the outside. Ball comes loose. I think that's ticked by Walker. Now he picks it up, throws it back into Satili. Satili's trying to get away from Gagai. Gagai can't do that. Brings him to ground eventually. No, they don't. Looked as though even his season was gone. Manu looking to break free. Leaves it behind, hoping. Hutchison to walk with the quick hands to Tedesco. Now here's Manu. This is dangerous. Manu! That comes off Mitchell. Well, Sam Walker playing a little bit of soccer. And it's play on. I think Latrell went for an intercept there and needed to make the play at the ball. Otherwise, Tedesco might have scored. Okay, so the moral of the story here, boys, and the reason we play... The audio from Fox, the audio from Nine, the audio from SEN is this. All three coverages, including ours, and it was Jimmy Smith with SEN, all three coverages missed it. Not not one mm. of the three commentary teams in those clips mentioned the hit from Latrell Mitchell. Yet it's the biggest story we wake up to today. Mm. So it's come through here. 675, it's a high tackle reckless grade two, 675 points. So if he cops the six weeks... Clearly, his season's done. He can challenge it, but if he gets it wrong, it's going to be nine weeks. So if you think about this, South City have got to play next week. And if they go out in straight sets in two weeks, he would start next year missing the first six games, which is massive for the season of South Sydney. So they've got some big decisions to make, boys. Um, Let's have a listen to what Trent Robinson had to say. It was the most animated press uh, conference that I can recall. Have a listen to this. I'm just baffled at it. He was down for how long? And then it took Joey to stand up and go and stick up for himself with a depressed fracture of the cheekbone. And then they still didn't want to do anything about it. Henry Perinara sitting in the bunker, didn't, didn't stop play, didn't do anything about it. Then Ashley asked them to play on and then the players went at it again. And then he just missed it completely. Perinara, who's supposed to know some footy sitting up in the box, and then doesn't do anything about it for maybe 30, 40, 50 seconds. Doesn't do a thing about it. Joey Manu does something about it. It's a common theme of this year about the NRL and the bunker not looking after our players. It's been clear for... Um, they've changed 
two rules, two of the major rules this year, based on the bunker and the referees doing nothing about it um, on Roosters players. And you can say I'm playing up about a Roosters player, but the guy's off at hospital and then they get forced into finally making a call on it and then they send him for 10 in the bin. 10 in the bin. It's, it, was, it was laughable. It was that bad. It was almost laughable. They, don't know, they didn't know what they were doing. It was just, how do you send that for 10 in the bin? A guy will finish the year based on a late shot to the head and, and it's 10 minutes in the bin. At which game? Like, you, can't, you cannot make decisions if that's your decision. If you cannot do the job, get out of there. And it's shown that the NRL bunker cannot do their job this year. It's been a farce. It's been an absolute farce. This, without doubt, is the biggest story in rugby league this year, in my opinion. This is the biggest story right now in rugby league this really? year. Here's what Wayne Bennett had to say on Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, look, Latrell plays on the edge, you know, and that's what makes him a great player to watch. You know, he's a, he's a wonderful player. You know, you won't... Um, I can look at that incident and go, look, of course that's Latrell needs to get that out of his game. I'm not, I'm angry at him for that incident. I'm not, you know, um, I absolutely love him. And I was so frustrated at that point. He's just cost one of his good mates the rest of the season and fractured his cheekbone, you know, and that, it's not on, you know, it, it really hurts. Um, but also, you know, Luttrell plays the game in a certain way and, you know, it, it frustrates uh, opposition fans and it would have frustrated ours, but we got to enjoy him for a, a long period of time as well. But um, you can't hit someone high with that force and, 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 and not suffer the consequences. What well, Trent's got a couple of those players himself that he coaches, so I don't know what he's looking over the fence at us for. We'll, we'll handle our own situation and we'll, we'll address it if we have to. Well, that's all emotion, isn't it? And, the moment gets to them, um, yeah, it's, it's about being disciplined enough not to let that happen. But I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, they get to write another chapter in the book of feuds between the Roosters and, and South Sydney, and I'm sure Russ will enjoy that part of it. OK, boys, we're going to have our say in just a sec. Uh, before we do so, let's just close this out with what... So we've heard from both coaches. Uh, we've heard the commentary where it wasn't picked up from SEN, it wasn't picked up from Fox or Channel 9 at the time. Is that some kind of defence for South Sydney? Maybe not, maybe so, who knows. But uh, before we have our say on this, let's have a listen to what the panellists at Fox and both Channel 9 had to say. Yeah, no surprise that, that he's gone to hospital. You, that, as you said, Jess, you could see immediately that he was, he was in trouble and, and the, the injury was serious. I, the, the, the more times you look at it, you know, and I was happy at, at live as it happened that, you know, I, I thought, well, it's a, it's a sin bin offence. But the more you look at it, you, you couldn't argue. If, if Latrell was sent off, well, that, I don't think there's many that would say, well, he didn't deserve to be sent off. Does not miss him. And we can sit here, we're not part of the match review panel, but, yeah, he's in trouble. If he had been sent off, would you, would you have argued that? No, I wouldn't have. No, no I sitting there watching, I said that's at least a sin bin. Mm. Um, and then the send-off is potentially what the other would go to, but, you know, 10 minutes in the sin bin, I think it's going to be a lot longer on the sidelines after that. I, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was careless. Uh, I think he was being extremely aggressive, but at the end of the day, that's what rugby league is. It's an aggressive sport, and you're not out there to make friends. You're out there to you know, inflict pain on his opposition where he can legally, of course. Uh, he sneaked up a little bit high there and 
he'll be charged for it, but I, I don't think it was an intentional high hit. I don't think he meant to do it. I think it was an accident. And you know, hopefully he's charged accordingly with the careless. I think it'll be a careless eye tackle. Um, hopefully it's not uh, what he got charged with last time. That's automatic, automatically a 50% loading on top of it. Look, it's an interesting one. Everyone who's played the game, particularly at this level, would understand what's happened with this collision. Joey Manu is really upset because he knows he's badly injured and that's probably going to leave his team short for the rest of the season. And Latrell Mitchell, there'll be a lot of people home calling for his head, particularly people that have never played the game or been in a position like he was defending his try line like there. And I agree with Paul Gallen, and the blokes that have played the game probably understand it, that not everything goes to plan sometimes. And when you watch it on replay and in slow motion, it looks so horrible but it's such a fraction of a section between getting a, a tackle right and a tackle wrong. And he's got this wrong. He's made contact with the head, and that's what it is. We didn't see it in commentary. And you have a look. It's two metres from the touch judge. It, it, it happened that quick. If he's protecting his try line, and it just it sort of happens. So but that, that's people who played the game. And you blokes have played yeah. the game at the so highest level. And you know, and you know it can go wrong. It can go wrong so quickly, can't it? 100%. It, and Manu's obviously seriously hurt. Now... There's ramifications for this. People who have never been in that position saying that this is a blatant out-at attack and, you know, and a vicious attack on someone just don't understand how wrong these things can go on the spur of the moment. OK, so we've heard it from uh, some of the biggest commentators in the game. Both the coaches, we saw it. Uh, have your say. What do you think? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the call line. You can text as well. 0457 736 736. Spud? From all of that, what were your key takeaways? Oh, first, yeah, Coach Robertson, I love the way he talks. He just loves his players, and he's hurting. Um, and it's truth. He's going to cop 10 grand for yeah. that when he doesn't deserve. I reckon everyone in the game should put in a dollar each and cover his fee because he, he deserved to say that. It was there. And, and, and then Joey said, mate, he was two metres away from a linesman. What's he doing on the job? But um, things happen in rugby league. Did he, did he intentionally go out there to try and maim him? No, he didn't. But he hit him on the bloody chin. He didn't hit him on the chin. He hit him on the cheekbone. Mm. That's head high. And I thought it was a send-off. What did you make of the the six weeks for the early plea? Do you Mate, like that? I've been saying all year, and you know, I've been retired now 21 years. Some of the hits I used to do, I would have got weeks for. Yeah. But it's a new era, yes. okay? And the rules of the game are you don't touch any part of the head. Um, minimum six weeks. Minimum. None of this bloody loading bullshit. I'm, yeah. I'm over the loading. It should be a minimum six weeks. That was probably deserved eight to ten. Okay, uh, BC, what was your key takeaways there? Yeah, you can just hear with everybody's differing opinions that there's a lot of feeling from different parts of the game. And I think, you know, we've got this two-horse race with Melbourne Storm and the Panthers. Suddenly, the Rabbitohs go, you know, don't, don't, don't disregard us, manly. Mm. Don't disregard us. And then you see this champion, Latrell Mitchell, who we just all fall in love with. And we all want him to do well. And we see him have this great state of origin you know, and become right in the centre of state of origin. And then last night I was seeing him doing the ads for vaccination and, and being a spokesman for Indigenous players. And I thought that's going to have this incredible effect mm. on Indigenous people and young people going, do you know what? Latrell said get vaccinated. And, like, and I was sitting there thinking, what? look at what this bloke's become. And then the next thing I know, <laughs> he's, he's off. Yeah. And you go, oh, no. But then he came back out after the 10 minutes. And he, he scored the try and he tried to, you know, throw a ball through a bloke's head. And you think, that, I feel like there must be something between the Roosters and Rabbitohs or something with the reason why he left the Roosters. He seemed to want to do some, do some damage. Mm. And the thing was, you saw him at the, at the end after the game was over and he shook everyone's hands. And then he was just on his own for a second. And you saw him go, oh, shit, I probably didn't need to do all that. 
you know, mm. because he'd heard them on the scoreboard. They won 54 to 12. He scored two tries. He laid a couple on. Yeah. That's how you hurt the Roosters. Yeah. You destroy them on the scoreboard. And I thought there was something else in that game. And I, I just thought, you know, Gus Gould, I, I, you know, I don't play professional rugby league, but I could see that was bad. I don't think you need to drive Formula One to know what a car crash is. You know what I mean? And I think, I think we re- if he turns his head, Joey Marno, hits him in the skull and he's in a coma, what's that mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are we all going, oh, you know. He re- and I, I don't think he was protecting his line because he was running diagonally at the bloke. You know, I don't know. It, it, it's, I can't really think about the hit. I don't want to watch it again. Uh, text line's lit up to 0457736736. Hi, boys. As a South supporter, Latrell is quite possibly the most talented player mm. I have seen, yeah. but we might not get to see those amazing talents in a South jumper the way he is going. Mark from Mortdale. What I will say to that, Mark, is... He missed out last year's final series, which hurt you, and that was through injury. But what goes against him here? Now, let, let, let's rewind the tape. Let's say that Latrell Mitchell and all the commentators missed it, and Latrell Mitchell cleans out Joey Manu, and at that point, he immediately goes over, embraces Manu, takes care in Manu, are you okay, mate, and really, really shows some empathy, right? And then doesn't follow it up with the slamming down of the ball mm-hmm. on Fletcher Baker and that carry-on. I think today we look at it very differently, oh, and we absolutely. go, and there's a lot more empathy towards Latrell Mitchell, and we say, well, you know what, that was something, as Gus says, something that went wrong. But the fact that he had that fire, in the that chest. brimstone yeah. in the chest, the throwing yeah. down of the ball when he comes on Fletcher Baker, he led with the shoulder. No, nobody shows any compassion this morning no, no. to Latrell Mitchell, which basically ensures. And at the end of the day, boys, judiciary match review, they're human. So if you see somebody show some empathy and he's cuddling Manu, a former teammate, yeah. and he's in there and he's not slamming a ball down and maybe they keep him off the field, maybe the best thing for Wayne Bennett was to keep him off the field because to recognise how fired up he was, mm. maybe the, the char- that, that could be the difference, you know, between a careless charge and a reckless charge. Yeah. Yeah. The carry-on after says, no, well, that was reckless. Have a go yeah. on the way he wanted the blokes carrying on. There was something yeah. personal going on. That's right. I, I, I think I, I yeah. heard um, Wendell Saylor say it this morning that it, it mm. got personal out there. There's something else yeah. going on. Sorry, Spud. No, he's, no, I'm just going to agree with you, Dren. He's got a bit of hatred. Everyone you see him play at the Roosters, he's always got that bit of extra, which yeah. is, I love it too. Like, yeah. he's playing against his former club, but there's times and a place to do that. But um, if... But you have a look at the Canberra player, what, three weeks ago when he took off uh, the five-eights head for Melbourne Storm. He got six weeks, but because he was a good boy, but he showed remorse. He went over some main. I'm Corey, so Corey Harrow, we were in Iowa. He got three weeks. Yeah. Slap on the wrist for that. He should have been, that should have been six weeks. Yeah. Not, give him, not give him any time off. It was a six-week thing. But Latrell, the thing about cameras these days, it's, they're so quick to do a replay. Yeah. And they've got replays. They're set for, as you know, in the camera work, mate, they've got angles from everywhere. And every yeah. angle was absolutely horrible. It was flush. Wasn't a chin. It was a cheekbone. His yeah. shoulder was up. You and can't I'm, do it. And just hit him. The, the toughest thing about this sport is is, is strength against strength. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and if and if he does, he can still hit a bloke really hard. He still could have floored him. But don't put your shoulder up there. He's, I mean, this is, it can have effects for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Manu's had a, such a beautiful season. You can just see Trent going, this is a Greek tragedy, the Roosters' mm. season. It's just gone bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. He's just sitting there going, please, no more. And finally, Trent Robinson broke and just said, I Man. cannot take any more. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but as a player, Joel, um, in that situation, the, the speed's going 100 mile an hour. There's a split second in it. But as you, it, it, but now they've got slow-mo and they slow the play down. You can see Manu, he's, he's slipping, he's falling. 
And it's hard as a rugby league player, as a tackler, to change your direction. Yeah. But there was intent there. He really wanted to hit him hard. Yeah. I'm Robbo's number one fan, and he's a great communicator. I remember as a youngster following him in the Dimmick's bookstores. He was just that kind of alluring sort of character. And I'm his number, number one fan. And I thought uh, 90% of what he said last yeah. night was absolutely on the money. However, I, I reckon he let himself down, Robbo, and maybe he would think this today. When he made it all about the Roosters, he started to say that if you're wearing a Roosters jumper and the Roosters of the world's against the Roosters, 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 he didn't need to go down that path. No. I, I don't think he – because I don't think the game is against the Roosters. They may feel that way, no. but the game is not against the Roosters. And I just think he he lost a little bit of cred on Especially that. this year, where it's kind of like somehow, you know, the Roosters, who, who have been much maligned, yeah. I guess, they're everyone's favourite second favourite team this Everyone's year. Everyone's cheering him on and he's because performance. Because they're going, look at what Tedesco's doing. Look what yeah. he's got. Tedesco's playing six roles yeah. out there, six positions, and there's these young guys coming through and the love for Sam Walker and Joe Mario and, and Jared Warrior Highgrave's arguably having his best season ever. Like, I think people have gone hats off to the Roosters. The depth is is amazing. So, And also, I, I think Wayne didn't read the room. I think Wayne Bennett really, <laughs> no. really, this was a horrible situation. It's not a time for to bring out the lulls. I, I, yes, and well, that's that, that's been pointed out here as well. Uh, Wayne Bennett, leave the comedy to the comedians. Tom uh, writes that from Newington. Uh, plenty of text messages. Well, we'll read them out. Uh, whether we agree or we don't agree. Uh, couldn't agree with Gal Moore. Football incident is all it was. No intent, just aggressive slow motion. <sighs> Makes it look far worse than it was a fraction of a second. That's all it takes to go wrong, Rod, from Nara. Uh, that... That, there's, there's a bit of that true where, you know, the commentators didn't pick it up. It is so quick, but it won't stop the fact that he's going to cop six weeks, yep. in my opinion. Latrell Mitchell has shown before that he has the wrong attitude to be a star in the NRL. Gavin from Cooler writes, uh, it sounds like Mitchell has a lot of friends in the media, should have been sent off and deserves the suspension he gets. His intention was to wipe out Manu. Uh, Robinson sooking again, sook of the year, Rod from Nara. Uh, so Trent's fine will come out of Uncle Nick's brown paper bag. Uh, stupid and frustrating tackle by Latrell. Hope Manu is okay. Season gone, Bunny Dave. Well, yeah, you know what? Part of that, but there is no paper bag, by the way. But I wouldn't be surprised if Nick said, look, you know what? Have a crack, Robbo. I've had enough. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. We'll probably never know. But, um, yeah, that, that's going to be all the noise. Is that South Sydney season? South Sydney fans, do you believe you can still win this competition. It was almost conciliatory from Wayne Bennett in the words he was using that even he knows that Latrell Mitchell won't be there. Oh, yeah. No, he won't be there. And Wayne Bennett leaves the club. Adam Reynolds leaves the club. The whole reverie of the end, the grand finale of their season, which was going to be do it for Wayne, yep. do it for Reno, the yep. Redfern boy. Like, they were really going to come home. And Andrew John said it in the in the call last night. He goes, his coach said to him, said to Joey, you know, he is more focused and intent. He's fit. He's training yeah. hard. He he wants to go to the grand final. And so there was this whole magical piece of history that we will never know what it would have been like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think as as rugby league fan, everyone's a bit annoyed at him for doing that because, you know, Roosters came back 24-12. They were running down the right-hand side. And you thought, if they score here, it's 24-18. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bang, Reynolds comes back on. They blew it open. They mm. got smashed. That's all he needed to do. You've won the game. Go to the next round. You know what I mean? All of us in this room and every listener listening here would have that friend, that family member, whoever the case may be, mm. who just attracts drama. There's drama wherever they go. And Latrell Mitchell, he's becoming that person. Drama just seems to follow him. And uh, that is a real concern when he is your blue chip player 
uh, there for South Sydney. Yeah, but I also look at players. You know, they say, can they win the comp without Latrell? Well, I don't think they can. It's like he's like a Cleary. Yeah. There's, there's one yeah. person in, the, in each team which stands out. And without Latrell Mitchell, I can't see in South going any further really in the competition. Well, also, you need that Alex Johnson on the wing. Like, you know, he he finishes on, on the best passes you'll ever see in rugby league, doesn't yeah. he? But he has such electric pace on that Amazing. left wing. He'll be moved to fullback. You know, so it just it's the chess move that you know that kind of disturbs the yeah. whole setup. Absolutely, you know? and I don't and I don't know if they have the fullback. You know, I don't know if he is the fullback Latrell is, and then who do you put on that wing? So it's just, yeah, it's 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 sad because I would have loved to have seen what what that bunnies could have done. Just on Alex Johnson, and and people think that he's just the recipient of being on that left wing for no. South Sydney, but he has got this brutal speed, oh, and, and it is deceptive, mm. and, and he scores tries that other people don't score. Uh, this one coming through, Spud. Problem yeah. is the forwards aren't allowed to protect their mates anymore. Back in the 90s, yeah, Latrell would have had his head punched in, uh, JR from Cooler. <laughs> one thing I will say to that, JR from Cooler, I was a little bit surprised in this, and, and to be fair, it's not really James Tedesco's nature, mm. But James Tedesco was right next to yeah. Latrell Mitchell when he when he threw the ball down on Fletcher Baker, and, and whilst he can't punch him, I, I was waiting at that moment for Latrell for, for James Tedesco mm. to grab Latrell Mitchell and absolutely ragdoll him. Yeah, but you can't, mate. You can't even do that job. No. You can't even do that. You can't even move one step towards the bloke. They think that's intent. You can't do that. The game has gone soft in that area. Like you're there for your mates, but oh my god, it's just yeah. You, know, you talk about you know, changing as Brendo said. You know, maybe put. Um, with the big fellow at fullback, um, they're not going to put Mansour. Did you see him try and catch high bombs? Well, he's out, out. Is he out? He's gone yeah. for the rest of yeah, the season. He's gone for the season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, poor bugger. But, um, geez, he was horrible on the You've high ball. You've got that low. young Paulo. I don't know what he's like at fullback, but they're, they're mm. suddenly in a little bit of a situation, yeah. you know. And how Souths are going to beat you is by 26 points. They, you know what they might do? You know, you know what I think they could do, which I wouldn't be surprised to win this comp is this your only angle to put Cody Walker to fullback and Benji at six? Well, I wonder if you put Benji Marshall at, at fullback. But, you know, what what is he like under the high balls? Is he going to be able to take all that carnage? I, I don't know, but I've I got a feeling Cody Walker. That's that's that's, mm. pr- that's a pretty good solution, isn't it? Well, it, it's a, it might be the best of a bad solution. And then you perhaps. play two five eights yeah. in open Both play, sides, which they do yeah. anyway. He's got that they? instinct yeah. about him, uh, yeah. Cody oh, Walker. So mm. uh, maybe that is solution, South fans. What would you be doing? Just before we hit the break, uh, guys, the thing that annoys me is just because Robbo is coming out against the referees in the bunker, everyone takes notice. They have been awful and incompetent mm. since day one of the season. He's referring to the referees, I believe, not yeah. the Roosters. Kafusi on Madison is a prime example. He slams Maddo's head into the yeah. turf and puts Maddo out for six weeks. Kafusi didn't even cop the sin bin. He got two weeks after the review, so Robbo jumping up and down about his players is also farcical as his own players are just as culpable. The common denominator is Klein, and enough said. That coming from Michael from Bomb Beach. But listeners are fired up. Mm. Keep them coming through. The call line 1300 01 1170, and you can text us 0457 736 736. This is Crunch Time, all thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken, available at selected restaurants, and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX, exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Uh, it certainly is a fired up crunch time. Don't worry about that. Crunch mm. time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary search. All-new MUX. Now, we were asking the question, boys, as to on the assumption that Latrell Mitchell would be gone for the season. I think yeah. we all agree on that. Uh, what would be the makeup, the most ideal makeup for South Sydney to go as far as they possibly can? Uh, we're talking about maybe Cody Walker goes to fullback. You'd mentioned Benji goes to fullback. Yeah. Does Alex Johnston go to fullback? 
Well, there's a number of text messages coming through here. Mark from Mortdale. I think you have to play Blake Taft at fullback. Less disruptions. The Reptile. Guys, guys, guys. I'll put young Blake Taft at fullback. He's a gun and has super leg speed. Blake Taft at fullback, boys. So they are getting around the young gun, Blake Taft. So they are all One door closes and other opens in rugby league, I guess. So this could be the narrative now. This young bloke called Blake Taft goes, give me a shot. They got to a prelim last year, BC, and uh, they didn't have a Blake Taff. Yeah, so yeah. they're a better team this yeah, year. Well, I was fortunate enough to call him in New Smiles Cup this year. And I, I remember in commentary saying, this kid's too good for this league. He yeah, came out of New Zealand, didn't he? he yeah, but you've seen three players and you think, mate, what are you doing down here? Yeah, and he's, just right. been, he's been given an opportunity, and uh, now it's time to strike. This is how it happens. This is the narrative and how it happens, isn't it? Well, so yeah. like, you know, there's these freakish accidents, and then all of a sudden there's a gap. What are you going to do with it? It happens in rugby league. also happens in your game too, mate. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely yeah. does. It's the, the Stephen Bradbury effect of, of acting, you know what I mean? And that and mm. I've accepted that many times in my life. I've got parts because six other blokes couldn't do it. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm going to give it everything I've got. It's like, it's like being on the bench, mate, and your best yeah. mate goes down with an injury, and there's... You don't, you know, sure you say sorry, but at the back of the head, you go, mate, you're not getting your position back. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. let us know. Let us know some of the great Brad, like Bradbury chair, moments. Let us know some of the great Bradbury moments, whether it's in, uh, it might be in acting, it may be in sport, whatever yeah. the case may be. Where, uh, and I've shared my Bradbury moment where St. George Illawarra thought, many of you listeners have already heard this story, where St. George Illawarra were watching me play, thinking they were watching another player who turned out to be Danny Badiris. Um, so they, they'd signed the wrong player. In fact, they're watching Danny Badiris think it was me. So they've signed me on the back of a Danny Badiris performance, sliding door, Bradbury well, moment. Did you, so, you get his money too, what, what he was worth? Well, I got the you. red carpet. They thought I was this superstar coming through. Fantastic. Then they started to show me tapes of the yeah. trial, Spud, and they said, how do we get you back to doing that? Peter O'Sullivan, who was doing a recruitment. I said, Pete, you've just showed me half an hour of a tape of Danny Badiris. <laughs> he goes, well, that's who we wanted to sign. So Stephen Bradbury moment. So right. another one would be, um, you go back to South Sydney, winning the comp in 2014. Mm. And uh, Isaac Luke cops a suspension throughout the year. Yeah. They've got to trial a young kid called Apisai Coruscant. Yeah. Apisai Coruscant ends up starting in a grand final and premiership winning number nine. Luke Keary hadn't debuted till, uh, hadn't started that year until mm. round 17. So Blake Taff, is it over to you? Is it Cody Walker back to fullback? But there's an opportunity regardless. That goes to someone. Jeez, you want, jeez, you want Cody at at five eight. They like yeah. a couple yeah. of those passes last night. Are like, what yeah, can, on he, earth is going on? You can't sacrifice him at five eight. No, you leave you, him. He's got to be there, mate. You can't put him at fullback. He's no got way. the hot hand, and and it's been hot all year. And you can only imagine it's going to get hotter into the finals. So let's get behind this uh, new recruit. And yeah. um, who knows? This could be the this could be the narrative. Could be the narrative. Uh, uh, Raiders defeated the Warriors. So the Warriors are officially done. They led 16 points to nil, boys. 16 oh. points to nil. And, and the big turning point, he hadn't long been on the field. And Charles Nicolkloster, he comes on yeah. and scores a with player. a minute to go to half time. But that was shortly after. Sean O'Sullivan's going to score. Mm. Uh, ball gets kicked from his hand. No try. It would have been 22 points to nil. That was it. That, that was the Raiders season done and dusted. Yep. They find a way back. They've got a pulse, and we'll go. Th- in fact, you know what? We can we'll go through that a little bit later on as to the permutations of this final series. But by Jesus, Bud Jordan Rapiner hasn't he just come up to a new level at fullback? Oh, I love him as a player. He just he's just he's always smiling. He's one of those smiling assassins. He's always got a smile on his face. You know, he's, um, I'm just trying to work out does he wear a mouth guard because he's got the most magnificent teeth. Yeah, you know. Oh, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. And, yeah. and, uh, and his haircut's always immaculate. She's that Corey Horsbrett. He, he had a shocker, two plays in a row, didn't he? Absolute shocker. Then he gets the ball like a halfback in the centre of the field, and you think, 
Oh, knowing Ricky's his coach, because Ricky's a punishing coach, you yeah. know, I can imagine if you stuff up on the field, you got to do 500 laps of Canberra in the yeah. nude in the middle of winter, you know what I mean? And <laughs> and you think, Horsbury gets the ball, and I think he's just going to go forward and go, sorry, Ricky. He just whips out this this pass <laughs> oh, no. to the left, and they score. I'm oh, like, no. that's one way to redeem yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was a shabby pass, too, it was wasn't it? a shabby it? pass. Going back to um, you know, Corey, look at when I'm doing the, uh, when I was doing the New South Wales Cup, um, I used to go in the sheds and have a chat to a couple of the front rowers because I, I don't know what I'm talking about, mate. I want collision. I want something yeah. to chat about. And so I go and see the front rowers. But I've always liked him because he's a redhead. And I went yeah, up and yeah. said hello to him. He put his handshake out and he gave me this bit of a wet handshake. I said, mate, before you shake my hand, screw. I, I don't know the bloke. I'm telling him to squeeze my hand harder. Anyway, next thing, um, I'll see he's on the bench. Had a chat to Ricky. I said, mate, I had a word to uh, Corey. So, oh, mate, he just thinks he's going to come back in the first grade. And I said, well, sometimes you've got to work bloody hard. So yeah. I was doing text messages, keep doing your extras, blah, blah, blah. And then I then I heard that he he got he went to the Bulldogs for for two weeks online. So I got in touch with him. I rang him up personally, and he was like pretty stoked. I rang. Him. I said, "Mate, this is your opportunity to jam someone really hard. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Go out there and do your job. Come off the bench. Think about the bench play. It's it's a it's not as easy as what you think. You got to. It's like a washing machine going. You got to watch the game. If you start looking around and have a look at the Ooh. time, and you jump in, you're going to get thrown out. You're going to be in the game. His first two games for the uh, he did two games down there for the Bulldogs. And this was his thing off the bench. As you said, he came out, he had a shocker straight away. He was still but dusting the Bulldog stuff off him when he came. I, I think he was, yeah. The old Camry banks down. But then it, a little stroke of magic and suddenly it's all forgotten. Ricky's jumping up, hugging anybody yeah. who works on the staff team and, he, and, and his chinos. And Canberra into into the finals. And I, I think Ricky said it um, in the in the post-match that we were a bit shit. And they yeah. were. Yeah. You know, they're kind of similar to Newcastle. They've got the players. They seem to have the desire, but they're running into each other. Yeah. They're I stuck t- between two ideas of footy, aren't they? Playing footy, playing block plays. Finchie and I, um, we called the game. And uh, we got a lot of text messages from Raiders fans, right? And... They were most disappointed about, and you'd hate this, bud, uh, the Raiders kept staying down, grabbing their head. There was about five or six penalties. But you know the worst of all time, in Mm. fact, I'm going to bring this up on Monday as well, was Jordan Rappiner stays down, grabs the head, Mm. right? And I said to Finchie, they get the penalty. And they take the penalty 40 metres out. And I said to Finchie, I said, the rugby league karma guides will not allow this kick to go over. How can you one moment be grabbing your head and then 36 seconds later, be striking a kick for a goal to take a lead in the match. It was. I'll tell you why, because you're playing soccer. Yeah. And that's what it's starting to look like. That's right. Oh, sir, oh, sir, I felt like the big opera. Yeah. And then suddenly you're up going, yeah, I'll take the kick. Yeah. It's, um, it was a bad look. But also, the amount of blokes now turning their back in the fence. Imagine playing, like, I love to whack a few blokes in the ribs. Yeah. They want to turn their back. you got to whack them in the back of the ribs. There's an opportunity there, but they, because they do so much legwork, Brenda, they, 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 the quad muscles are massive, so you can see their yeah. legs are still moving. They might get five metres, but what happens, your name, name of the game is to get the player on his back. If, you, if he lands on the front, he gets a quick play of the ball. Mate, it's pretty hard to put Blake down without getting him on his back and not hurting his neck. And I, I, I look at some of these penalties. They, I reckon that the penalty should go against them for running backwards. Yeah, I think there's got to be something in there for, for manipulating the situation with the referee. But you've got to give it to the, to the Warriors again. Yeah. Um, away from home again. For another season, we just forget that all the time. We would say that Nathan Brown's had a good effect, wouldn't we? Because they're not playing that kind of under sixes style of throwing the ball around yeah. and just going off pure skill. They're playing tough football, and he's got desire in them. I thought that Montoya, mm. God, he's got some, he's got a little bit of burn in him, like he was in everything. And I, I don't know. I I think they should 
have they got a big signing next year? Because that's all they need is they need a couple more blokes in there, and they yeah, would agree with you. It'd be great to see them in the top four soon again, yeah. wouldn't they? Because rugby I'm, league's great when the Warriors are right up there, and and teams are fearing them. Yeah, because that's what mm. I remember. You go, oh no, we got the Warriors. I was you know hoping I mean? they'd make the top eight, Brendo. Yeah. I, I want them in there. I'll be cheering for them. Absolutely. They, as I, said, I they're, think they're on their way back. Without the, um, as you said, they've been away from home for two years. And sure, the rest of the NRL players have been away from home, okay? Yeah. They've been away for two years from their family. Without yeah. the NRL, within, without the Auckland Warriors, we're nothing. And the also, game's New finished. Zealand, what New Zealand means for New Zealanders is very different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like home culture, family, it's its who they are. Is, you know what I mean? It's its a really big part of that. Yeah. So can't you know, underestimate what they've done. I think it's made them a better team being away from the all-black stuff. But, oh, God, I hope they get a couple of good players next year. Mm. And and I reckon they're – I'd love to see them in the top eight. Yeah, Aaron Penne for the Melbourne Storm. He's a talented player. And Sean Johnson also joining them. Oh, right. uh, Bradbury moments. So, hey, Joel, John Reinberger debut, 1975 grand final. What a moment, uh, says Brian. Yeah, so good timing as well, Brian, because, of course, tonight the Melbourne Storm get a chance to beat that record of that very side, the 1975 Roosters, where they won 19 in a row. Melbourne Storm could make it 20 in a row for a record. Uh, this is in the 81stminute.com. The story is about a man named John Reinberger, and this is for people who don't know about him. As history remembers the 75 decider, it's easy to forget Reinberger. So let's go back 12 months prior to the 20th of September, 1975. Reinberger, a talented sportsman who would go on to play grade cricket for Sydney, was trying and failing to make a dent as a winger for Eastern Suburbs Rugby Union. The East Rugby Club really didn't see much in him, and Reinberger was eventually punted from their fourth grade team. Reinberger couldn't get any further away from a grand final at the SCG. This is just 12 months before him. Jack Gibson Roosters gave him a slim hope. He was graded with the tricolours at the start of 75 and went into the club's under-23 squad. Under the tutelage of Gibson and the leadership of Beetson, East dominated the premiership season, going to the finals with a 22 record. They won the minor premiership by a clear 10 points. Injury prevailed and it allowed a Reinberg, oh, in fact, in an upset third place St. George Illawarra, St. George side rather, no St. George Illawarra, defeated the Roosters 8-5 to be the first team through to the grand final. The minor premiers came back the next week and eliminated Manly to book a rematch with the Red V. But it was in the preliminary final that Reinberger's life would change forever. With 15 minutes to play and the Roosters dominating, Reinberger was just another no-name on the bench. With 10 minutes to play, he was thrown into the middle of the SCG after international centre Harris collapsed on the ground with a broken leg. Reinberger played the last 10 minutes of the prelim final. Coach Gibson then flung Reinberger into the grand final. It wasn't just the biggest game of Reinberger's career. It would be only his second, his only starting appearance in first grade rugby league. How many other players can you name that accomplished what Reinberger did? The answer is zero. So his one and only starting game was a grand final and they win 38 points to nil. So there is your Bradbury moment Well, you moment would there. retire after that too, wouldn't you? You'd walk away going, it's done. <laughs> it's it's it. done, everybody. Yes. I'm out of here. In the AFL, Marlon Pickett. Yeah. He got plucked out of obscurity to win a grand final with the... That'll do me. He should have just kept walking. Yeah, just keep walking. That's, That's right. it. When you, you've got to know when you've peaked. Yes. You know, in the bar on a Friday night, in the grand final, you've got to know when you're at your best and walk away. Absolutely. Brenda, Brenda can you uh, think any actors that have gone for an audition, didn't think they were going to get the job and something went down and come, come from the back to, and then in the biggest movie of all time? I think there's, there's a whole... Um, a website or something dedicated to this phenomenon that right. they, all the actors that you know said no to Pretty Woman 
and all the actors are yeah. meant to be in Top Gun. Right. It's really interesting. I, I can't remember what website or okay. something it is, mm. but you get to see, you know, how many actors they went through and then you can't, you know, and all the films that were, weren't meant to be made. Yeah, right. And, that's, and the directors suddenly went, oh, that film again, I'll do this. And it ends mm. up the biggest film of all time. Well, here's one here. Tom Hanks was offered the role of Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption, knocked it back, which is a big win for Tim... Robbins. Uh, Tim Robbins, who picks up the part. Well, okay. But it was a good gamble because he ended up going to Forrest Gump and won all the awards. Uh, yeah. Tom Hanks with Forrest yeah. Gump Landed and scooped a prize up as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The Knights, a big win. They have locked in a top eight berth. They'll lock up seventh position, the Newcastle Knights. They'll play Parramatta in week one of the finals by the looks of things. Uh, Pierce and Clifford, they are winning together. There's no doubt about that. They're on a bit of a roll now. The yeah. Titans need... We'll go through the permutations for the Titans after this. But this is Crunch Time. Brendan Cow, Spud Carroll, I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with more. Plenty of passionate text messages coming through, which I'm loving those. 0457736736. Uh, Latrell goes last year and Allen comes in and ends up at Queensland fullback spot. Absolutely tough chance, legends. Jacob from Wagga. Uh, beautiful place, Wagga. I love going to the William Farrow Hotel, the uh, lamb cutlets, my favourite meal, I'd say, in Australia, Jacob. So thanks for your company. We appreciate that. Stephen Bradbury moment. Uh, Rick Astley was working for a record company as a cleaner. A few months later, he had the number one song all over the world. No name on that one, but a very, very good one there. Look up Stephen Halliwell, Parramatta Grand Final. Craig, we'll do that after the news. Is that uh, crying in the chapel or quicksand? Steve Halliwell. Steve Halliwell. Are you talking about Rick Astley? Or yeah, Rick Astley. We'll, we'll look up both. Rick yeah. Astley and Stephen Halliwell. Uh, by the way, just on the fullback for the Bunnies, I've actually tweeted out. I've tweeted this out. Uh, Rabbitohs fans, to be any chance of winning the comp, who is your fullback? Tarf, Walker, mm. AJ, or somehow Latrell Mitchell gets off. So we'll keep an eye on that to see how that plays out there. Saturday standouts, boys, brought to you by the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Uh, what's your standout for the Dragons take on the Cowboys, bud? Well, desperation. I just want to say desperation. There's an opportunity yeah. for them to get into the eight here. Uh, they're over a barbecue gate. All the players that put their uh, club into disarray are all back playing. And I just want to see a smile on the coach's face. I feel sad for him. Yeah. He's always sad. Yeah. You know? But I just think they've got to come out and uh, there's an opportunity here. But it's got to be in the first 10 minutes to get a layer platform and then take over from there. They've got the side to do it, but yeah. they've got to play for the full 80. Absolutely. Uh, this is a dead rubber in many ways. It is the uh, the Cowboys taking the dragon. So you know what we'll do today, Spud? Mm. There are a lot of people out there who need a bit of a chirp up. Maybe mm. it's a birthday, maybe it's a milestone, whatever the case may be. Is send us through a name and we'll get that name into the commentary today. So it might be, you know, Matt or Tyrell Sloan out the back. He passes it away to... Johnny Braybrook, for example, Johnny right? Bravo. So Johnny Bravo. Johnny so Bravo. if you've got a name out there who, <laughs> a mate perhaps, uh, maybe it's a parent, uh, we'll, well, we'll like, get them in the commentary like somehow. That. Remember, because we also had that thing, um, uh, ramp it up. Yeah. But we'll do ramp that. it up. We'll, we'll do that today, just for a bit of interest. Make a comic, well, that'd be great. So if you want to get a name out in the commentary, uh, we'll slide them into the call subtly there. Okay. Uh, BC, we'll do that as a Saturday standout as well, all thanks to Isuzu D-Max. Uh, Sharks take on the Broncos. You'll be glued to the television, of course, probably listening to us in the call. Yeah, no, as I'll, well, I'll have you guys in the Bluetooth headphones, yeah. and I'll be watching the the, the, the viewing on mute um, as always. Yes. <laughs> uh, Canberra play Roosters next week. Sharks play Storm next week. Yes. You'd have to say that's probably a bit about level because the Storm are apparently going to, um, you know, 
rest a couple of their players. Yeah, about and 10. We also, about 10. Yeah. And we also unsettle the Storm mm. Sharks. We've got we've actually got quite a good history against them. You might remember the 2016 Grand Final. <laughs> I do. Uh, but I, so we've got to beat the Broncos. The Broncos beat us only a few weeks ago. Um, Canberra have won, so they're, they're up there in the eight. They're probably ahead of us now. Um, so we've got to, this is the game we've got to win because we can't rely on beating Melbourne. Ah. So this is, um, you know, and, and Broncos are looking athletic, you know, and Tyson Gamble, Milford played well last week. So come on, Sharkies, show us what you got. Big game, isn't it? Uh, they, uh, well, the last five games, the Broncos have been in the mix. For me, the mm. Saturday standout, you don't get to see this every day, boys. Melbourne Storm can break a record. They could be the, have the longest winning streak in the history of the game, Not 20 incredible. straight wins. So, uh, good luck to the Melbourne Storm. The mm. Parramatta Eels, ironically, the last team to beat the Melbourne Storm. But the mm. disclaimer there, it was a kick to Mike Acevo, who's not playing. So there you go. For the listeners on SEN Gold Coast Track and SEN Track Brisbane, uh, thanks for joining us. If you wish to stay with us, you have to move over to the SEN app because Trackside is coming up next for you. Uh, in the meantime, we'll have a quick break and back with plenty more right here on Crunch Time. Brendan Cow, Spud Carroll, I'm Joel Kane. Uh, welcome back. Crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX is the way to do that. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX today. Uh, you can have your say, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. And we're going to do this as Michael sends this in to Spud. Mm. We're going to be calling the Cowboys Take You on the Dragons. Mm. They're looking ahead to next year. But it's been a tough year in lockdown. So if you've got a friend, a relative, somebody who needs to be pepped up a little bit, let us know and we'll get them into the commentary. For example, it might be Blake Laurie who plays the ball back away. They shift it to the left-hand side. And Jersey Komarowski gets the ball, for example. Michael from Bomb Beach. He says, guys, I'd love to hear you try and get Jersey Komarowski's name into your commentary. He played six games for Para back in 1969. He obviously had a very short career, but he's definitely got a very memorable name, Michael from Bomb Beach. Well, that's what we'll do. We'll get uh, play names like that into the call. What about, uh, what about if we put someone like um, maybe Paul Kent in? Because yes. he played one game. Kenty. Yeah, get him in. Anyone who needs a bit of a pepper, <laughs> maybe Kenty um, does. Dan Wiley, the Australian actor. Yeah. We always have, used to have a thing um, on stage where if you lost the bet – um, when we went out to do a play, you had to say, take off your trousers um, <laughs> on stage or, or in a scene on television. Put, that in, put it away. in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you'd be out and you'd be up like, how many years have we been doing this? Take off your trousers. <laughs> and you just had to like try to, and if you didn't, you know, you'd get punished. Oh. So you had to find a way to put, take off your Mate, trousers. I talked about take off your trousers, Joel, right? <laughs> Seriously, I, I went and seen Brendo in that. What was that play? Um, it was at the little Belvedere Theatre. Oh, the Belvoir, Dark Bel- Room. Oh, the dark room. Belvedere. Yeah. I, I got my own way of saying things. What was it called again? The Dark Room. The Dark it Room. It was at the Belvoir Street Theatre. I went, went with Wayne yeah. Blair, and, and Wayne's, Wayne Blair's telling me, saying things like, Spud, you've got etiquette, you've got to watch yourself, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, and I'm not going to yell out and start clapping and carrying on anyway. But there's a scene where Brendan was un, in, under the sheets and um, it was it, it was interlude or have a bit of a break. And we've come out and the lights are on this bed. Next thing he just gets out and he's, he's stark. As, oh, that's Miss Julie. Was it Miss Julie? Well, yeah, was, yeah. Like, I come he, out, he knew I'm, exactly I'm, where I was. Yeah. And he had to go and pick something up. And he's turned his backside towards me. I've seen the big Jats crackers look at me. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like going, you're right there. Right? <laughs> it's one of the funniest moments. He just knew exactly where I was. He, he, he got out of his bed and he's like, oh, okay, the wheels are out. Next thing he's just turned his backside and picked something. Oh, mate. It was I had to put the shorts on, so I used to find someone in the audience <laughs> and just go right over there, then spin round, 
than just give them the whole, all the information. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what you pay your ticket for, isn't it? Oh, it's that's mate, live theatre, and that's what we're missing well, these I've days. only seen three plays, and you've ever been in two of them, so Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. I know. I remember in the downstairs theatre, um, sp- <laughs> walk on stage, Spud's taken up about half of it. There's this tiny little theatre, little bench seats. There's these legs that's and right. thighs, and arms are like, how's this bloke fitting in here? Oh. I tell you, this, I, I laughed at this, and, and good on you, Muhab. Uh, so Muhab texts this in 0457. 736736. He says, uh, Hi, Joel and Finchie. Sign me up for that Zoom call. That sounds awesome. Sends his email, which is great. And I, and, and I will keep you there, Muhab, for next week's Zoom. We'll throw you on the list. And then, and then writes, uh, Sorry, boys, disregard that last message. I'm listening to the podcast of last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, Muhab. Uh, Stay behind. Mate, we'll throw you on. We'll throw you on next week, mate. But we appreciate uh, your humour in all of that. Uh, Sharky's come in and he said, um, Rick Astley, uh, never going to give up. That was a song. Never going to give up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I think he did do a cover of Crying in the Chapel. And did he not do the ballad Quicksand? He says, Crying in the Chapel, Pete Blakely. Oh, Pete Blakely. I'm yeah. getting my Pete Blakely's and my Rick Astley's mixed up. <laughs> hey, Common mistake. I'm human. I'm yeah. flawed. I've got exactly. one here from my uh, brother-in-law, Rod. He, he likes to listen to our show, SEN 1170. But he, he said, I heard that Sharon Stone was the number 16 pick whoa. for Basic Instinct. Is that right? What scene was it? What did they go in there and say, okay, I want you to sit down Wait, there? And... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm just asking what scene is, mate. Right. You're in the game. but yeah. Yeah. Was it say, hi, I'm, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, number, I 16, I number, number sixteen. Number sixteen. I'd, I'd say they wouldn't be auditions when you're at that level. It's just offers because the the movie star gets the money yep. for the movie. That's why they have so much power. Right. So they it'd just be like who's they just go down the list of who is the most bankable stars. But you, you know, know when they pick the main lead, right, and then they have a, a sidekick. Yeah, just say the sidekick kicks his ass, as in does a performance that blows him off. Or is it? Or someone's well, that's very standard. Is it because the the lead part is often not the most exciting role? Yeah, because the lead part stuff happens to them. You know what I mean? They they don't. Whereas the the guy next to him, he's making stuff happen. Yes. Like he's the character. But that's why those Malkovich, Philip Seymour Hoffman, all those actors, yeah. they kill it in every movie because they come in and go. I've got the crazy yeah. guy. I've got the guy with more flamboyance. Where's the Tom Cruise in the middle going? Okay. How am I going to deal with this? You do know? they um the directors if he, can he if he, if the director senses that does he pull him back or does he just let him keep going? Well, I think it'd be different. I think I've seen movie stars mm. kind of say, "Hey, can that guy settle down?" Because yeah. he's you know as they say, eating up the scenery. Mm. Um, and and that often happens on sets where you go, God, this guy's having a real bit of an act over here. Yeah. And and in a movie, you want to get not unlike a, a football team, you want to get everyone in the same movie. Yeah. Because sometimes people are in a big comedy, people are underacting. It's like let's all be in the same style, yeah. be it naturalism, melodrama, you know, a thriller yeah. or whatever. You've got to make sure everyone's in the same film, and that's a good director. Yeah, but I just think uh, you know one of the favourite movies but this guy unfortunately has passed away and you would you would have known him Heath Ledger yeah. how he how he did uh, the joke at that time that he went inside that character didn't he we don't oh, we yeah. know that was an incredible performance um, yeah. I'm sure it was Batman but mate all I can remember that about that movie is him the way he was you know it's yeah and then the passing but you can just tell he was um he actually he turned into that character oh yeah and he was like that to be I met him a couple of times he's mesmerizing to be around he just has he's beautiful he has mm. energy he's intelligent and he and he was the most present guy. Like he, when he met me, he just sits there listening to you, peering That's right nice. into you. He's yeah. not one of those blokes looking over your shoulder yeah, in the okay. foyer, going, "Where do I get a better job? Who, do, who can I talk to?" He was such a sweet guy mm. as well. But 
Yeah, he was turning into a real character actor yeah. um, around the time of his death, which which added to the tragedy of you know yeah. he was just starting to show what he had. You know? Yeah, well, the the good actors and like I said, I've, I've been fortunate enough I've never been in the movie set before, but when Russell did um, Cinderella Man, yeah, just going back going through what had had to happen. Um, unfortunately, Russell. Remember at training, and uh, he had to th- had to throw all these punches. He had a like choreographer come out there, and I'll throw all these punches. The next thing, I thought someone shot him because he hit the ground that hard. But he blew his shoulder, and he had to have a shoulder operation, which nearly put eighty million dollar film into disarray. Put it back a few, put it back nearly two months. He had Errol Olcott come in because he got in touch with Shane Warne. He said, "Warne, he said Errol will fix it because he's an Australian physio." Next thing, Errol's overseas with us, and Russell, mate, dead said he had to get down get down to certain size and there's different scenes where he's fat and skinny. But I remember he's for rhythm as a boxer, he'd be in the lift we're going to work and he'd be, if he's shaking from side to side, I'm thinking, right. mate, what are you doing, mate? It was yeah. just the rhythm of being a boxer. Oh, he's he'd skip and he's for good, a character actor, it was quite amazing to see live. Just, just on acting and uh, early weeks throughout the week on driver, Joel and Fletch tipped us into white Lotus and, and Brooksy yeah. loves it. Brooksy's all over I it. I believe I tipped you into it about a week and a half ago. <laughs> Yes, you I'm going to claim that. Yes, you did. I don't think you guys listen to me. You wait till old, <laughs> old Ellie, Ellie comes, comes in. Yes. Oh, I'm Ellie. And you're like, yeah, we'll yeah. listen to you. Yeah, that's right. You did yeah. tip us yeah, white. No, don't worry about no, it. No, but sometimes that happens in life where sometimes you get told something and it's in the memory bank and then someone yeah. else tells confirms you. Confirms it. Confirms it, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, we've been watching White Lotus and we're only halfway through. So we've got the halftime speech now. So three episodes down, three yeah, to yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were telling us a fascinating story off air about how White Lotus come of age. Yeah, this because the writer Mike White, you you would know some of his other stuff. He wrote a, a TV series called Enlightenment, and Mike White, yeah, Mike White, H- hence the name, you think? Yeah, and he and he um, and he wrote a couple of Ben Stiller movies mm. and stuff like this, and he's you know, um, big time American writer. But I think you know, and a, a mate of mine, Jermaine, has worked with him a couple of times. An actor, Jermaine Clement, has worked with him a couple of times, and he just said, "Look, I, I just love." Hawaii, I never want to leave. So I'm yeah. just going to write as many things as I can so I can stay in Hawaii. But <laughs> HBO called him up and because we're in COVID, yeah. um, you know, there wasn't, you can't shoot anything in America. Everything's in crisis. And he just said to Mike, can you write something in one location in Hawaii? I think that's all we can do. But if you write something, he goes, leave it with me. Wow. Comes up with White Lotus. Wow. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of shows now about diversity and those issues, and this is a very white show, yeah. but it's about that because it's about white entitlement. It's these couples, mm. these really rich middle upper class couples going to this Hawaiian resort and the kind of disregard for the native aspects of yeah. where it is. And, and that all just subtly comes through and you can see how hard these, you know, well-to-do white people are, are going at trying to enjoy themselves yeah. on holiday and the marital issues and the, the, the bloke who just, Wants, wants a better room and the woman with the, the mother's ashes. And it's so funny. It's so beautiful to look it's at. A, it's um, about stuff as well. Refreshing show because it's just very different to what you're used to seeing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's so. And there's something unnerving about it. Yeah. Like you're watching a normal drama, it's almost soapy a bit. And it's also beautiful. But something underneath that you're like, oh God, what's, you know, you feel like there's something lurking underneath yeah, it. Yeah. And I think that's the identification that we have with it, you know, that you go, oh, this is too familiar. Yeah. This holiday. Without giving it away, right? Because yeah. I'm only at half time. Yeah. Could there be a number two or no? Oh, of course. I think as long as you have great characters. Yes. Um, you know, the role of the writer is to take great characters, put them in a corner and think you can't get them out, just torture your characters. Yes. You know? and that, as long as you've got great characters, you come up with another circumstance yes. just to put them under pressure because that's what we want to watch is the characters we fell in love with. And 
Oh, I, 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 when I finished it, I, I thought I could watch this a hundred weeks in a row. Wow. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Tonight, mate, and everyone tonight. was so attractive as yeah, well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a great Aussie guy in it who plays the hotel manager yeah. and he's come out of nowhere. This bloke, like I think okay. he's been in LA plugging away, yeah, doing the odd commercial. And all of a sudden he's just, it's like his whole life yeah. was a collection of days up until his audition to play this guy. Now his career will change yeah. forever. Well, He's just built to you, play the hotel manager. So Murray Bartlett is the guy's name. Now, I, right. I imagine, Brendan, that an actor, uh, we hadn't heard of Murray Bartlett, no. would be very similar to a boxer. You know, mm. you, you get paid for your next one. Yeah. So Murray Bartlett would be fair to say, no, no dissimilar to Matt Burton at the Panthers. Yeah. You know, you get paid for tomorrow. So Matt Burton's flying, mm. not being remunerated accordingly right now, but his next gig, which is the Canterbury Bulldogs. So... For the listeners out there, if you're having a stab at the dark and if you're the manager of Murray Bartlett, this is his first one. What, what would he be getting for White Lotus? Is he scrapping oh, away? He, he, he would be getting, you know, there's, there's equity rates, which is, you know, SAG rates actually in America's Screen, Screen Actors Guild. Yes. So he'd, he'd probably be on a day rate because yep. um, he'd probably, you know, or, or a weekly rate of a few grand. Yep. You know, a few grand a week. Yep. Um, a lot of the actors in big Marvel movies and things like that will take a low fee. So they'll take a hundred grand for the six months. Yep. But I want ten percent of my figurines, yep. of the oh, musicals, wow. of the animation and all yep. that stuff. So you chuck you you jam up the big end on the on the stuff and you just take your eighty grand, hundred grand to, to, to see you through. And um, but yeah, he would have been grateful to be there, so he wouldn't have got paid that's, at all. That's my point. A, now, a loss leader in many ways. Yeah, but he might get his own comedy now, of you know, and or he might get cast in a thriller. So it's massive for him. Oh, it's a it's a game changer. He's on the mm. map. He yeah. wasn't on the map. Now he's on the map. Yeah. And you just and and you can do that in three scenes. Yep. Like you can come in and steal three scenes, and it'll change you. But yeah. I love those blokes who just hung around for the love of it, and then bang, they pop later on in life. I mean, Jeffrey Rush was similar with Shine. You know what I mean? He was 50. And okay. when he did this little movie called Shine, they didn't yeah. know that he was going to nominate for an Oscar. Yeah. He came in after an hour. Yeah. He's only got 45 minutes of screen time. <laughs> Bang, Oscar. Wow. Life changed. Wow. You talk about life change also. You, mate, who was the guy, Mr. In Between, who actually wrote it and he's the main lead? I, I haven't you ever met watched that guy? Mr. In Between. You I haven't? I've got nothing on it. Wow, I've man. I've got, I've, well, I've got no interest. It gives a couple other Australian people. You know, Matt Nabel gets a run. And it was right in his wheelhouse the way he was. Ian Roberts got a run. And I actually, the death scene Ian does is one of the best I've ever seen. Right. And I actually yeah, sent I him a text. that said, mate, um, Robbo, it's the Academy Award performance for your death scene. But um, this guy, you know, we talk about, you know, opportunities. It sounds like he, uh, he wrote it and uh, he was the main lead. Yeah, Scott, Scott, Scott Ryan. Scott Ryan's the, uh, the guy, yeah. He did a good job. Uh, Ray, what's his name? Ray, Ray, Ray. I saw one of his Shoe teeth. Smith. You see his teeth, though. They're really, they're but yeah, check teeth. out White Lotus if you've got Binge, which is like the uh, the drama version of KO. It's Foxtel's okay. um, drama app, yep. Binge. And that's got Mayor of Easttown and, um, and some really mm. – Sally Forever. It's got some really good stuff on there, Binge. Uh, rightio. Now, uh, who's had a good week in rugby league? Canberra Raiders. Well, they're through. Uh, well, they're still alive. They've got a pulse at the moment. The Newcastle Knights, they've had a good week because they're guaranteed a spot into the finals. Uh, who else has had a good week? Well, who hasn't had a good week? Well, the Roosters, they lose Joey Manu. Another one goes on the list. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, they win 54 points to something. And they also haven't had a good week because likely they'll lose Latrell Mitchell. But the Bulldogs, this is the kind of week they've had. It started out with a kiss. 
It started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? It started off with Adam Elliott, Millie Boyle, and now the attention turns to Lockie Lewis. So Lockie Lewis, the Canterbury Bulldogs halfback, is under investigation by the NRL Integrity Unit after allegedly taking property belonging to the club and attempting to sell it on eBay. You, you couldn't, like, your man White, what's his first name? Mike. Mike White. Mike White could not have written this, I don't think. He uh, pro- I, I've heard it's in the works. He's, yeah. doing, a, he's doing an NRL special. But, uh, yeah... No promo, no promo. Um, the other the other night on NRL 360, it was just almost a comedy itself to see Crawley, Buzz Rothfield and Paul Kent discussing the innocence mm. of a kiss in a toilet. And I thought, <laughs> wow, NRL has gone to new levels. And they were getting so passionate in their heated arguments about whether a kiss in the toilet is innocent. We've all done it, yeah. have we? And Kent, I've never seen Kent as angry yeah. about, about an innocent kiss in the toilets and the fact these two men believed it was innocent. I thought if, if aliens came down from outer space, they would not know, have known that this was a rugby league show. You would have thought that this was married at first sight or something like that. But, yeah, um, uh, unbelievable. The, the rugby league so proper keeps on rolling mm. through town, as it does with, with the Luttrell issue. It's like the dramas never stop. But Lockie Lewis has sold a speaker on eBay. Oh, he's, he, yes. So, so this is this is what's happened. So he sold a speaker, which was given to them and the club from the NRL, right? Yeah. Um, but imagine if we went down to you know the mall in Brisbane uh, or the mall in in uh, Melbourne, Adelaide, Adelaide whatever the case may be, and West you Field. surveyed a thousand people, and you led with this, right? Uh, you got this from Channel Nine, and it says Nine's Danny Wilder reports the Bulldogs board is discussing the serious matter after the issue was discovered by the club in the past 24 hours about Lachlan Lewis. So if you were only given that clip and they said, righto, we're going to survey a 1,000 people, tell us what's happened, right? How many people in all of those capital cities answer, Lockie Lewis has tried to sell a speaker on eBay? What's he on at the Bulldogs? 450,000 apparently. He's, he's on 450. Yeah. He's struggling for 500. And what's yeah. and that that's a fair bit of money. I don't know about you, Spud, yeah, but speaker. that's a that's a fair speaker. That's a subwoofer at least. Sub bit of bit of sub bit of bass. <laughs> <laughs> you whack the old Chemical Brothers on that yeah. on a Saturday night. But another stat for you, uh, Brenda. I know you're the king of stats. Um, yeah, mate, I love. Um, it. I heard something this week. Um, the Canterbury side as a whole team of what is there thirty in the team? They've only scored two hundred eighty-four points. Oh yeah. Okay. There's one guy in the competition. Plays for Manly, winger. He's he's had a fantastic year. He has scored two hundred and seventy four points by himself. How many the Bulldogs got? Two eighty four. There's a difference. So he's of 10. ten behind. It's embarrassing. Wow. Ruben Garrick. Ruben Garrick has scored the same amount of points as the Bulldogs, but has he found his way into the electrical goods service industry? That's right. <laughs> Lachlan Lewis has. I think. Um, I think we, we, um, we, we've got some reports of it uh, after the break. So we're going to take a break and we're going to have it very, very shortly. Just before we go to the break, Brendo, has anything like this happened in the acting world? Do you know what? It's funny you say that. I I, um, I once did a B-grade horror movie right. uh, called Salem's Lot. Yes. Um, it was when there was the um, Hollywood on the Gold Coast and they used to do all these B-grade movies and all that <laughs> stuff. Xena, Princess Warrior. Oh, yeah. I did a one called Monster. Um, and I played in, in Salem's lot, I played Dud, who was a kind of uh, mentally retarded man who worked at the tip. Yes. And I had a limp. 
Um, and Rutger Hauer was in it. Donald Sutherland was in it. Uh, Samantha Morton. Am I getting them mixed up? Anyway, Rob Lowe was in. It was in this. And Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah. And he'd come off. Um, you know what was the lawyer one with the tall doors, and he's walking through. Uh, the really, oh. the you know the really good show with the really good. The, uh, uh, God, I've lost my mind. That's okay. We'll get it. Um, so he he was a big star again, Rob. And he he was very upset at the um, he was very upset at the uh, accommodation. He wouldn't stay in this hotel in Melbourne. They got him a five star hotel. Wouldn't stay there. They said they got him his own. I oh, wow. wouldn't stay in this apartment. They eventually bought him a house <laughs> on the on the Did on they? the river, not the West Wing. West Wing. West yeah, Wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. he come off West Wing. Um, one of my favourite shows I could remember. You know, you just can't see yeah, something. Blank. Um. Yeah, and, and he came off the West Wing, and so they, they ended up buying him a, a million-dollar house on the water just for this eight weeks or whatever that he was there. They put in stereo. They put in an Xbox, you know, a blender, um, the Nintendo, all this stuff for him that he'd ordered. Yep. Apparently, Rob is finally happy. Right. Everyone, Rob's happy. Rob's happy. And, you know, there was a couple of nights on set where, you know, kids had come across the street. We're setting up for a change. And a kid had come up for an autograph. He'd go, well, give me my space, please. Like, he uh, wouldn't sign it. That kind wow. of stuff. And I was like, you know, the, I'm a young actor going, oh, wow. So this really exists. Because if you do that in Australia, you do it as a joke. Yeah. And then you go over and you meet the yeah. whole family. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's Australian. We used to do that as a joke. No, no, no. Don't come near me. Don't look me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm seeing it live. I'm oh. going, all oh, right. So that happens. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Wow. Anyway, um, Rob leaves the set, goes back to America. The producers are like, you know what he did? Took the blender, the Nintendo, the Xbox, all the stuff that they'd put in the house. Rob Lowe, no. multi multi millionaire, took off with the old Xbox. There's some <laughs> flogs out there, isn't there? They're, I'm looking at him now. I've got him up on the uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, Rob, I know you're listening because you do listen to yeah, Coach Time on a Saturday. You're an A grade, mate. Massive Titans fan. <laughs> you're, yeah, <laughs> you're an A grade. Uh, absolutely, uh, Bradbury moment, boys. Paul Hogan got to start on new faces. New faces, yeah. And the rest is history. The rest is history. I mean, I, mean, I have to look through the the litany mm. of people that were on Neighbours yeah. and see where they all took off to with the Margot Robbies and the Guy Pierces and mm. like um, I started on Home and Away and look at me, I'm here on Crunch Time. You know <laughs> what I mean? So <laughs> anything can happen. What, what, what are you, what's your saying about dreams? Dreams are free, Brendan. Exactly. Uh, this one coming through. Uh, oh, well, there you go. Hey, boys, uh, can you include in your call today the character Brendan played in the TV show Soulmates. Soulmates, Harry Cunston. Yes. Yeah, that was from the um, Bondi Hipsters. That yeah. was a Bondi Hipsters, and I played a Kiwi cop, I believe. Harry. Um, Harry Cunston. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be yeah. careful word, with that. Yeah, yeah very... especially when they made me say it a lot in a Kiwi yeah. accent. Yes. Uh, um, Tom from Newington <laughs> writes that, by the, the way. Bondi Hipsters. He also says, is Mrs. Cowell on today? Yeah, I think we should give Eve on yeah. a call we'll later to call. see what oh, yeah. her take is uh, on Broncos. Is she as passionate as you are as with this odd? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Would yeah. she have any some sort of gear on, oh, as in clothing, I mean, Take some sort of apparatus, no, no apparatus, apparel. You, get, you put one book out, <laughs> now you're asking me what, oh, no, what, no, what no, my no, mother's mate, wearing. I love your, mate, I love your mum. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, fucking clearly. Apparel. <laughs> apparel. Um, look, mum, what are you wearing? Uh, Spud wants, Spud Carroll wants to know. No, <laughs> because everyone you walk, I can't believe you actually, you're, um, you're sort of, to me, I look at you, you look like you're dressed nude, because you've got no sharks, apparel. Yeah, no, I, 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 um. I've toned it down a bit today because mm. most of it's, um, you know, quite winter seasoned. But I'll, I'll get the windbreaker on. I bought a windbreaker for my nephew Hamish and I because we were going, we were going to Net Strata every weekend. Yeah, and we had, we had a nice seat that, um, you know, 
uh, Ben hooked us up with, and I was loving it there because it's close to um, Sydney. Where's yeah. Net Strata? Net Strata, Jubilee. Jubilee. Uh, the train's that name again. Yeah. Cogra. Oh, so it was so that, much more pleasant for me coming from Bronte or Newtown. <laughs> it was 20 minutes. Get a park across the road. You're back in the, you know, it was great. Um, oh. But I'll, I'll have the uh, the windbreaker in the hat. Mum's got mm. some gear on as well. Uh, I'll text you a photo of her later. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, boys. Sorry, Joel, but the Panthers were the last team to beat the Storm in round three. The Eels beat them in round three. Okay. Uh, cheers, Big G. I, I reckon you're right, Big G, but we'll check that out as well. Is the West Tigers in 2005 a bravery moment? Uh, yeah, I suppose it is. Uh, Mark, coincidentally, this morning I was switching channels and Seven had a story about one-hit wonders in movies and the real-life person played by Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That was the only movie he did. Uh, maybe yeah, a sliding doors um, for him. What about Luke uh, Sky, you know, Skywalker? Yeah. It was Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamm- wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like he, he kind of went into obscurity as well. Is that, because, is that because can a role be too big? I reckon, yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at the cast of Friends or Seinfelds mm. and those kind of people, yeah, and they Sein- try to then even the guy from um, Breaking Bad. Yeah. You're like, sorry, mate, you're Walter White. Yeah, like that's who you are. That's right. Yeah. Like you can do your best, but you'll always be Walter White. And um, yeah, you, especially if they're not chameleons and they don't then go and disappear into other parts. Yeah. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your Seinfeld is one of my favourite Kramer. I've never seen him in anything else. I think he got in a bit of trouble after that. A bit Did of a loose unit. Yeah. Not not a very nice person, apparently. No, a bit of, uh, some racial slurs on a highway, mm. I think. Yeah, and uh, he it. went rogue uh, as a comedian okay. or something as well. Yeah. So. Uh, it was a pretty ordinary uh, finish to his career, mm. I would have thought. Hey, boys, here's the update. So I did this tweet about uh, Rabbitohs fans to be any chance of winning the comp. Who is your fullback? 13% say Walker, so he's ruled out as far as they're concerned. Uh, 19% say Latrell Mitchell uh, somehow gets off. Right. Dreams are free. Dreams are free. <laughs> Dreams are free. <laughs> uh, the number one pick, though, Blake Taff. So they think uh, Blake Taff at 33% is the number one pick at this stage if the Rabbitohs are to be any chance, uh, yeah. there is the way to go there. Do you reckon the gladiator is um, making his way down to Volandi's house oh, yeah. at the moment? Oh, yeah. Good day, Pete. Good day. I'm the gladiator. You got a minute? Uh, you got a minute? <laughs> You've seen me movies. You've heard me band. Yeah. Do you want to have a chat? Do you want to be in my next movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine actually, that. Pete, actually, Pete, I, I've always seen you as a movie star. Why don't we do a movie together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, come to Hollywood with me. I'll show you the treatment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that happening right oh, now? Oh, you never know. <laughs> you never, never know. Uh, have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy? This is crunch time. Uh, Brendan Cow, Bud Carroll, I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with plenty more. The coronavirus pandemic has swept the globe. People have fallen upon tough times, out of work, with less disposable income than usual. But we still... Have a passion for bargains. Do you? Well, get down to the Lachlan Lewis bubble sale. With used eBay quality speakers, wooden spoons, variety of tea bags, hotel standard irons and kettles, ironing boards. If we can get them off the wall. That's the (laughs) Lachlan Lewis online bubble hotel sale. There's a variety of tea bags, coffee pods, throw pillows, and tiny bath products. Everything must go. What's that, Gus? Lachlan must go too? <laughs> the Lachlan Lewis bubble sale is on. Get in there now, guys.
Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. This is Crunch Time on oh. SEN. Yes, big sale on. Big sale on apparently uh, there, Brendan. Well done, mate. Yeah, there's a big sale on it. Um, Lachlan Lewis bubble sale online. Um, they, they start to sound like a lot of that stuff you can find in a hotel room. So but I don't know <laughs> if that was that's his theme. But, uh, yeah, desperate measures. It just shows what state the Bulldogs are in and mm. that all those players are so confused. They're in, they're out, they're going, they're staying. It's a bad club. It's a great club. Um, I think I'll grab a speaker and how, sell it. How many other players are in the brooms when it goes for? Oh, well, you've just given them an opportunity. $450,000, mm. uh, Spud. It's a lot of It's a lot of folding, isn't mm. it? It's a lot of folding for a young person to get a massive start in their life. Uh, but anyway, Josh Dugan, another one who found... So Josh Dugan, wow. I understand he's on about $800,000 a year. His contract would end in two or three months. Uh, it works out to be about $66,000 a month, right? He's been slugged $50,000 for that COVID breach. He's second. When you take out tax and you take the 50000 out, that could be the end of the big dosh for Josh Dugan. Which is 130000 they'll save if they get rid of him, isn't it? Yeah. From the 800 they owed him. Yeah. And he's already lost 25000 a few weeks ago when he had a dinner that, with that's right. four blokes. Yeah. Um, and then to do his livestock farming, <laughs> he's lost another 50. Yeah. So it seems like either he's just not reading The Guardian or the SMH in the morning, <laughs> or he doesn't care. Yeah. And he's trying to really get under people's skin. And he's that kind of rebel who's driving in traffic the opposite way. Yeah. And he's trying to make a point. Yeah. Like, is this what he's kind of doing? Do you know what? If I was looking after players, right? And, and I, I've got a little bit of a background in finance. But if I was looking after players, now many, many players come from not much, mm. right? So if I was looking after players, I'd be saying, okay, well, based on your credentials, Brendan, Spud, whatever the case may be is, you know, when you retire, which is going to happen, it's absolutely going to happen, at this current stage, you're going to walk into a job worth 60 grand, 80 grand, 100 grand, 100, whatever the case may be. So for your best interest, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you conditioned to living that lifestyle now so that when you retire, the fall's not that grand. But what it also does is that anything you earn over and above that, it's getting chiseled away, chiseled away, chiseled yep. away, chiseled away. Because what you see far too often is players retire, they're getting mega, mega bucks. And they're, they're actually they're going away from good clubs to sign bigger contracts, but they're not actually seeing it at the end of the day. And what I like to call it is a lot of people, and this is not just rugby league people, they self-calibrate. So they come mm. from nothing. So they've grown up being scrappers. And, and and I've been through this myself. So I can speak firsthand where uh, I had a lot of money coming in early days. I grew up in a family, you reduced quick sale on bread. We were big, big scrappers. So for me, you just find a way to, to self-calibrate and find yourself back to Scrapperville, right? Mm. And a lot of rugby league players are treading the same path I did originally. And I just think it could be managed better. It's not just about mm. how much money you get for a player. For me, if I was looking for, for a manager, for example, for, for any player out there and I was a parent, my play, I'd say, okay, well, yeah, you've got all that money for players, but how many of your players are set up for life? Because that's what it's really about at the end of the day, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's a huge... And acting would be the same in many ways, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. And comes with it the attention and everything. If you're not stable in yourself, if you don't have good foundations, and then suddenly money, fame, and attention come into your life, 
that's only going to be blown up and illuminated times a thousand. Yeah. So you got to be in a really good place with a really good solid upbringing with a lot of people around you keeping your feet on the earth yeah. whilst the whole world blokes blows smoke up your buttocks. Yep. And exactly. you, you don't know what that's like till it's happening, but it is madness. Becoming famous is madness. Your whole mm. life changes. And, and you imagine the NRL players as a stock market, right? So yeah. every, it's not – so. Every business, it's not about all about the income that the business gets. So you wouldn't invest in players purely on their contract value. There is so much more to that. So yeah. if every player was on the stock market as their own stock, which players would you invest in? There are some players who are earning a fortune, but you just know it would be a bad investment, you putting your money in behind them. Others, on the other hand, you look at them and go, oh, well, this bloke's bulletproof. He looks like he's got his stuff together. He's not getting caught up in the world. He's yeah. a humble sort of bloke. Uh, you know he's not... Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, the the, the Benji Marshalls at thirty six still, yeah. still, still got a product on the on the shelf. That's you know right. what yeah, I mean? Because he's never stuffed up that product. Yeah, this guy is a goose. Seriously, he's had that many starts. It started down in Canberra when he, he was on the balcony. Was he was drinking lemon ruskies or some sort of a Bacardi breeze? Bacardi breeze. Like seriously, yeah. what an absolute goose. Now he's. Yeah, you know, he goes out of the protocols. There's protocols in rugby league, but there's protocols in life, mate. They've put everyone at jeopardy, meaning everyone. In Australia. Yeah. And we've, got, we've got dickheads out there doing this, mate. He deserves what he gets. Yeah, I think when you live in a kind of entitled bubble, which you often do as a football player or as a, a very famous or a very rich person, you know, if you're used to privilege and you're used to everything being kind of all the doors opening up for you, this lockdown and these restrictions, that this is the first time, especially in Australia, where we've been so lucky. Mm. We haven't been touched by a lot of stuff that the rest of the world gets touched by. No. We're, we're so far away. We've got we the most amazing weather, yeah. most amazing nature, and we are the lucky country, you know. And and I don't think we're I don't think we're coping with this that well because we're not used to having our privileges take away from us. Add that fame fortune, money, sports, yep. career, mm-hmm. suddenly like, hang on, no, no, no. I, I don't get told what I have to do. No. I, I play by my own rules. Speaking about things getting taken from you, some big news coming through here. Brad Walter on Twitter writes this, Henry Perinara has been replaced as senior review official for tonight's Storm versus Eels match. Cameron Smith will be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. I, will, I, I, I do want to say this, though, that, you know, I do feel for Henry Perinara. Yeah. You know, it's a game of sport. Yeah. He's got it wrong and he's paid the price, but he's not going to, it doesn't warrant the complete trolling and all the garbage that goes with that. So you can just imagine being in Henry Perinara's shoes right now and how he would be feeling with all the mayhem, with all the attention. And now, so I hope the rugby league are behind him. It's been further added by um, him being there. Another another Uh, text just come in saying he's just booked himself into OPSM. Into uh, Henry Perinara. David Riccio, Roosters centre, Joey Manu has undergone surgery to repair depressed fracture of uh, fracture of his cheekbone. So he's been booked in to undergo surgery. In fact, no, he has undergone surgery. Yeah. He's undergone surgery. So that's from David Riccio reporting that. David Riccio also reporting Graham Annesley has declared that Latrell Mitchell should have been sent off. Yeah. So he should have been sent off, which is not going to help the case for Latrell Mitchell uh, there, so that is big news happening, uh, all relating, of course, in some way, shape, or form, to last night's situation with Latrell Mitchell and, uh, uh, of course, Joey Manu. Anyway, you can have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. There's a big game coming up. The Sharks taking the Broncos, and we go to our expert for all things Sharks, uh, Vonnie Cowles on the line. G'day, Vonnie. 
Oh, good afternoon. Hi there. How are you all? Well, you, you've become a bit of a hit, uh, Yvonne Cow. We've had many messages saying, uh, when's Mrs. Cow coming back on? But here you are. <laughs> where have you been? Where have you been out this morning? Been at Feldenkrais, Mum, or what have you been doing this morning? No, Feldenkrais isn't on, but I just walked around Lady Macquarie's chair in the botanicals with Jackie. Oh, lovely! And then we got caught up in a police heist up the back of Woolloomooloo with police cars everywhere. Perhaps they were thinking there were going to be protests. Oh yeah, we, what, what were you protesting? <laughs> <laughs> The six again rule, uh, Latrell Mitchell last night. Oh, that, what havoc oh, are you raising again, Vonnie? I think you cannot go in leading with a shoulder, not from the throat up. I think it's dreadful. And mum, mum's but, a nurse, right? She spent how, how many years were you at St Vincent's Hospital, mum? So you know the implications of such efforts. Yes, and I've nursed many a footballer, but I won't say anything else. <laughs> Without your lawyer present, <laughs> no, uh, Vonnie. What about um, very, very sad last week, wasn't it? Seeing uh, Ronaldo Militalo uh, get injured, wasn't it? How did, oh, how did you find that? That was upsetting. The poor thing, the jaw so in, so fragile, and um, just to see him carried off when he's such a whip up the sideline, you feel for him. It's a big operation for one so young, but look, they can do wonders today. But, yeah, uh, they'll have him done in no time, back uh, on the field. Uh, Mrs. But Cow. I thought the Sharks played particularly well, and the young ones, Kennedy and Metcalf, and um, they're just wonderful, and having Matt Moylan return at the end was really good. Uh, Mrs. Cowell, Spud Carroll here. How are you, doing? I'm good, Spud. How are you? Yeah, Long good. Time, no have you got the, um, the Apple Watch? How many steps you did like? The witch reception. How many, now, how many steps? <laughs> did you count how many steps you did today? You went with a walk with uh, Jackie. How many steps? I don't think she got the Fitbit. Well, I did the old opposite the um, finger wall. Did the steps that go up between the trees. Yeah, good on you, darling. Good. Every two or one. That's so oh, beautiful there. Just lovely. That, and the that, gardens that, are a picture. Is that, that, that's the steps up towards the school, uh, St. Vincent's School, isn't it? St Vinnie's? No, they're the ones that you walk along the promenade opposite the Woolloomooloo Hotel. And then at the end, there's a series of about 12 steps that take you up the back of the Boy Charlton Pool. Oh, the yes, other way. The other that, end. That's my secret yeah. steps. And, yeah. Mum, you, you and I used to go walk through that garden and we were quite fascinated at some of the plants and the creatures and the Latin names. Did you visit any of the characters in there at the garden that we used to visit? What was his name? Wind and the Willows. No, he was a Scottish immigrant and he said these really profound things about women and justice. And when I used to visit, I'd say, where are you today? Oh, he's in the shed. We're doing a dissection. But look, I haven't seen him since, but he was the Scottish. Yeah, we used um, to go and visit this bloke in the botanical gardens. We We can't find him anymore. He's (laughs) hidden behind the Agapanthus. Now, Mum, getting down to business... Sharks need to beat the Broncos Von Disco this afternoon in order to make the eight after Canberra last night. Uh, luckily got yeah. away with a win against the Auckland Warriors. Um, what's your vibe? It was a good game, a good game. Um, I think we can do it if the boys played like they did last week. I know they're working towards the win for Fafita and Mutilano, so I think they've got the encouragement there to aspire to the level that they played last week. Now, Yvonne, your son is aspiring to uh, 
have a homegrown meal at yours when the when the world allows us to. So what would you cook for Brendo uh, when he's allowed to go to your place? What's your go-to for him? Well, I've got a new cookbook. Austin, how do you pronounce it? Otolenghi. 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 Yeah, <laughs> And they have the most wonderful vegetarian um, men, uh, Turkish uh, uh, menus in there. And they're just wonderful. So I'm going to try that because I've only got a microwave at the moment. She's got the new kitchen being renovated. Oh. Yeah, that's what's been happening. Yeah. So I've been doing mum's washing. Yes. I made a rule, no smalls. Yes. And uh, I've been making like the odd bolognese and taking it over for her and dropping it off. Yes. No contact, of course, of course not yeah. in the bubble with my mother. No. Um, just a drop-off system. But um, So it's been a real role reversal. But uh, So mum, you must, you, you, you'll you be chomping at the bit to get in there with, and, and cook something, aren't we? Yeah, you? I know. And I've got a gas oven and a gas cooktop, so that should be splendid. Mrs. Cow, like Brendo, it's the first time he's actually walked in here and not wearing any apparel by the Sharks. So are you one of these people, that, when you're sitting there watching the footy, have you, what are you going to be wearing, as in a scarf or maybe a jersey? Well, I, I have got the Sharks beanie. I haven't got the Sharks scarf, but I've got a lot in blue, black, and white. So yeah, she'll just put an outfit in. Well, yeah, sure. yeah. I think, yeah, we picked that. <laughs> did we get that beanie at Net Strata this year when we were there with... We did. You bought the beanie. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Cow, we've got to go because we we need to go through your team scenario. We've got to go through the scenario now. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll... turn the radio back on. Thank you for your time. No, thank you. Thank you. Mrs. Cow, a big part of the show. We'll catch up with Mrs. Cow next week. Uh, Boys, uh, crunch time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all new MUX. Text line 0457 736 736. Uh, hi, guys. Decision-making in the heat of the moment is a discipline. Unfortunately, things sometimes go wrong. Enjoying the show, Rafa. They certainly do. Uh, there's no question about that's, that. And that's kind of saying two things at once, isn't it? Uh, that's it, saying you can make a decision, but sometimes... You can't. Yeah, I'm yeah. confused. Uh, well, either way, yeah. Raffer, I think uh, I think Latrell Mitchell's in a bit of trouble. Here's a scenario, boys. Newcastle Knights have locked up seventh position. The battle for eighth, as it stands right now, that position is occupied by the Canberra Raiders. Yep. For the Canberra Raiders to make the eight, this is their scenario. They need to win against the Roosters. Uh, if the Sharks lose both, they are in. If the Sharks win one, uh, it comes down to four and against. So that's the scenario. For the Raiders. As for the Sharkies, very simple for the Sharkies. They win both, they're in. They take on the Broncos and they take on the Melbourne Storm, who probably rest about 10 players. For the Gold Coast Titans, they need to win and they need every result above them to go their way. So the Titans need to win next week against the Warriors. They need the Raiders to get beat by the Roosters and they need Sharks to lose both their games against the Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. So that is is the scenario there. Just before we go to the break, boys, the... Can the Dragons not make it? Dragons can't make They're it. They're gone, okay. No, well, I'm and prepared the to say they can't against, make it. Uh, with the Sharks uh, has a differential. Minus 32. Minus 32. Raiders mm. minus 73. That's right. So Sharks need to just win today. They've got to win their next two and they're in. What about if we just win today? Only win today, No. Because if the Raiders win next week... Oh, they've got more points. They'll go in front of you. But if we win one and they win one... Yep. Uh, we should be right. Nope. With the... No. no. 
Nah, if you if you win one and they win one, it'll come down to four and against. Think keeping in mind that oh, and they've got a higher differential. Both. Yeah, you probably go through. If you both win one each, you no. In fact, if you win one each now, no, you don't because they've got a higher amount of points because they're twenty two. You are on twenty. But anyway, let's move on to this. What did you make of the my brain broke? Pr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, basically, Brendan, your team win two in a row. You're in the finals. In the finals. But That's if it. we win one and they win one and we're on the equal amount of points, no, you won't be on equal amount of points because they're already t- two points in front of you. Yeah, so we win today. Yes, and then both of us lose next week. Yes, we're on equal points. Yes, right, and now for and against. Yes, there's on four against. Yeah, no, yes. no. Well, then it, it comes down to well. how that all play. No, you should be okay. Because mm. today, if you win today, you should be okay. Seventy three. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we win today. We both lose next week. Yep. Fine. That's what's going to happen, rugby league world. Crazy thing about it. We're okay. going to win today. We'll both lose next week. What about the Sharks start go of the year? through. The draw and you know what? Out. Then the Sharks. We just start oh, lingering in the, the in the short water, the dark, murky waters. The Storm lose. The Storm suddenly go. We hate playing Cronulla. Storm beat them. We Sharks beat the Storm. Then we're playing. You know, we're playing Manly. Just, Manly. Just, oh, just, just, then you woke up. Smokies. Just just one little thing here. Based on what you said, if if you win, right. Yes, today, today, right? Equal with Canberra. Yes, okay. They play the Roosters, we play the Storm. Yes, but then the Titans have a chance to pip you on for and against if they beat the Warriors. So right. you've got to win your two games. You win your two games, you're in. Anyway, uh, we better break because we're so confused here. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's the way to get involved. Again. Crunch time. It is Brendan Cow, Spud Carroll, I'm Joel Kane. We're going to take you through to 6 o'clock. We've got the call of the Dragons taking on the Cowboys. We're breaking back with more. Uh, we've got you fired up, that's for sure. Michael Carianis in the Daily Telegraph. On-field referee Ashley Klein is expected to keep his role in the bunker for the match between the Panthers and the Tigers. So a big fallout there for the Joey Manu, Latrell Mitchell situation there. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the way to have your say. So you can also text us 0457 736 736. Crunch time thanks to delicious, crunchy new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants, the Rooster's Calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. We're gearing up for today's footy thanks to Dometic. Uh, Brendan, how are you spending the Sharkies? I mean, you're obviously going to be at home watching it, but uh, do you get nervous for these games? or? Yeah, I do. I mean... There's not a Sharks game where you don't get nervous, um, even when, you know, in, in our little window where we were, we were killing it, we can really lower ourselves to any team's level and we can rise to any <laughs> other quick, team's levels. Quickly. And, and we're, we're tough, you know, and, and resilient. And our online defence this year has been brilliant. Um, and now I think these, these young players have had enough time. Mm. Um, you know, Braden Trindle's a different player what he was four weeks ago. Like him putting Will, Will Kennedy through the gap last week, he's tough, big body, his kicking game's come a mile. So I think these last five weeks without expectations, suddenly Herodes and Metcalfs and Trindles are starting to look like NRL players. Absolutely. Um, so I'd love to see us make the eight. I think we deserve it. We've had a tough year. I'd love to see Aaron Woods in there, you know, in his last year. And I'd love to see what we could do in the first game, you know, because I think we could ruffle a feather or two. Where do you beat the Broncos? Where are you going to take them on? Uh, which oval? No, we're at Suncorp. Uh, Suncorp. No, well, That's actually his home ground for the Sharks, but I'm saying... Isn't that funny? Well, um, you've got to take them through the forwards. I think we've got to take them through the forwards, yeah, a- absolutely. And then... That, you know, and then, and then go out wide, and, and that's where our points are. But I, I don't know. I, I worry because Broncos, they, they, they won the arm wrestle last time. 
Mm. And I, I worry about that mentally for the Sharks, but hopefully we can come out and just destroy them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the challenge of... Um, I love the front rowers challenge. Uh, Toby Rudolph reminds me so much of Jeff Robinson. Remember him playing for yeah, the Yeah, right. The you like Rudolph, don't you? I love him, yeah, mate. Yeah. I've done... I've done... did used to do a little bit of work when Hamlin, I was... Hamlin, Ueli. But also, I like to see someone come out and have a crack at Payne Haas. He's a, he's a phenomenon. Mm. But I think uh, Toby's right in his face. It might be a great little bit Payne of Haas difference. Payne is great with the ball. He does miss the odd tackle, though. Everyone's caught... It's like he, he doesn't have any flaws. He's missed mm. the odd tackle in origin. I don't know. I think he's still a young man. He's only a pup, mate. Um, but come on, the Sharkies. I've got so many Broncos fans. Um, Broncos fans. Broncos friends. That I really love to win this one, the Sabo. Up, up, Cronulla. You mean Andy Ryan, of course, uh, who's been on the show. He's a Bronco, isn't he? Andy yeah, I Ryan. think he might be with us next week, actually. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Manly, uh, go Manly Hopper from Wagga. Mate, we'll get to your text uh, when we start NRL Nation, but uh, we are done for now. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dometic. Always stay relaxed and hydrated wherever your adventure takes you with Dometic's rugged drinkware. We've got coming up on the show the Dragons take on the Cowboys. Brown Park, Rockhampton after this. Uh, Mark Carroll, Timmy Manor is here. But that is us for Crunch Time on your Saturday. Thank you to Brendan Cowell, Alex Brooksy, and also to you, Spud Carroll, who's sticking around. Stay with us right here. Wherever you're listening, NRL Nation about to come up with the Dragons preparing for the Cowboys. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.